What is up, everyone? Thank you all so much for tuning in to another edition of the Sports Nugget. I'm your host, Jason James, and it is a pleasure to have you here to listen to my podcast. Um, On the last podcast, just for those of you who didn't listen to it, I just talked about the release of the college football playoff polls. The first one came out um last week and i just kind of went over what the who the teams were how i felt about it and so on and so forth so for this one i'm actually gonna do the same thing except for i'm gonna talk about the new one that's out that got released yesterday uh so i was watching last night i was watching this show and on the show it just kind of talked about a little bit of, of the history of polls in college football and how they came about and how life was before the polls. So one of the things or some of the things that I found that were pretty cool were that originally there was no polls. Uh, News writers from around the area or the nation, what they would do was they would choose based on the record and the teams that that other schools had played and all that. They would determine who they felt that the national champion was and whoever got the most votes meant that that team was a national champion. Well, that caused a whole lot of ruckus and uproar because a lot of teams felt that they thought they were better and they felt that they deserved the national championship. So then they came along with polls. Well, the Associated Press released a poll called the AP poll. And what the AP poll is, uh, is it's a poll that's consisted of coaches and sports writers uh, and it's still very, very popular to this day. And basically what they do is they look at uh, different teams in the nation based on strength of schedule, and they look at uh, teams that they've played, how they've done in the past, the teams that they'll play throughout the year, and they rank those teams uh, on a scale of 1 to 25. Well, after the AP poll came around shortly a couple years later, a, a poll called the UPI was released. The UPI stands for united press international um and they were an, another group that released polls that they of teams that they felt were the best and sometimes though their polls were completely different than everyone else's polls so it was kind of like i guess a competitor in a way but not really uh, so i thought that that was pretty cool uh and then you know then eventually they went to they decided, okay, well, now we need uh, we need to determine who a real national champion is. So they had a national championship game, and the national championship game was between the two best teams. Well, a lot of coaches and people that worked for the NCAA didn't really think that that would work. They didn't think that it would ever happen. Well, it ended up happening. Uh, and uh, a couple years ago, I think it was around 2011, I think, there was a BCS national championship game between Alabama and LSU. Alabama was led by Trent Richardson and A.J. McCarron, and they were facing Ed Orgeron and the LSU Tigers. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people disliked this game, not only because of the score, but mainly because it was the same teams from the same conference, and they were also in the same division. And it was arguably probably one of the most – um, low-rated national championship games ever. Uh, I think Alabama ended up winning the game like 21 to nothing, and I don't think LSU ever got past the 50-yard line on offense, hardly, if any. 
so it was it was very uh not well liked i guess you could say in a way so fast forward a couple years to 2015 well then they come out with the college football playoff which is a four-team playoff and teams compete for that position well the four teams that made it were alabama ohio state and then there was oregon and florida state well uh, alabama and ohio state played in the all-state sugar bowl and a Blake Blake Sims was the quarterback at the time, I believe, for Ohio or excuse me for Alabama, and then Ohio State was led by Cardell Jones and Ezekiel Elliott. And as you can probably guess, Ezekiel Elliott ran all over Alabama. And then on the other side of the bracket, Florida State and Oregon. That game was played in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl, which is in a lot of people's opinion, of still to this day a very big bowl game to be able to play in. Well, Jameis Winston earlier in the year, you know, was playing great, putting up Heisman-like numbers. Uh, I can't remember if he won the Heisman in 2015 or not. Um, I'd have to go back and check. But anyways, that game was very, very um, exciting, I guess you could say in a way. Oregon ended up winning the game, so it Ohio State and Oregon played in the first ever college football playoff national championship game. And like you could probably guess again, Ohio State and Ezekiel Elliott and Cardell Jones, they ran all over and passed all over Oregon. And, you know, Urban Meyer won another national championship as a coach who, in my opinion, is probably one of the best college coaches of probably, I'd say, this generation. And he's definitely one of or this era and he's definitely one of my favorite college football coaches so fast forward to now we have the 20 in 2019 we have the another college football playoff poll and it's released the last couple weeks of the season well in this podcast i'm just going to kind of break down each team that's in the top 10 of this poll and then talk about some of the teams that stuck out to me so Starting off, as most of you probably could guess, LSU is the number one team. Uh, the reason that I feel that they got this number one seed is, for one, they were very, very deserving of it, and the quality win on the road against Alabama, I think, will kind of solidify it, and the fact that they have four wins against teams that are in the top 20 this year, which is the most in, in the country in Division One football. So that's why I think they were very, very um, deserving of the number of the number one ranking. Coming in at number two is Ohio State. The only reason I feel Ohio State fell one spot is just because of the fact that LSU has played and beat Alabama, and like I said, they have four top 21, 20 wins this year. But that does not mean Ohio State is not a good team. Ohio State's very efficient, efficient offensively and defensively, uh, and they and they have a lot of consistency on both sides of the football. You know, with uh, with Chase Bryant or excuse me, Chase Young finally coming back. Uh, I think he's suspended. I want to say he's suspended for the Rutgers game this week. Then he'll be back for Penn State and Michigan, which is very. Um, very very helpful and very crucial for their defense and Justin Fields you know he's a very solid quarterback and you know transferring in from Georgia he 
Honestly, if him and Jake Fromm would have gotten to Georgia at the same time, Justin Fields probably would have won the position, honestly. So that that's the reason I feel like Ohio State is number two. Number three, honestly, kind of surprised me. Not because I didn't feel like they were deserving of number three. I just didn't think that they would jump over some teams. Number three is Clemson. Clemson, you know, they're pretty much almost guaranteed to make the playoff. You know, they have a – they're undefeated. They're 10-0. and They have an ACC championship game that they'll play in against more than likely Virginia, which they should win pretty handily. So they're they, – they should they, – I, I, I got a feeling that they should stay right there at number three unless somehow, some way Wake Forest ends up beating them this weekend. So number four team – uh, is Georgia. Georgia comes in at number four, and I feel like the reason they jumped Bama was mainly because of their wins against Notre Dame and Florida. And, yeah, I understand they lost to South Carolina at home, but I think that those two wins against both Notre Dame and Florida kind of solidified their um, their spot in, in the playoff and kind of, you know, said hey you know we're a team that that can make the playoff Georgia though I'm kind of iffy about just because their inconsistency on the offensive side of the football you know they sometimes their offense clicks well sometimes it struggles to click but they're finding their groove and they might just be finding it at the right time so we'll see how it turns out number five team is Alabama you know Alabama I thought I knew would fall I honestly wouldn't have been surprised that they would have stayed in the top four just because, you know, it's Alabama. You know, they make the college football playoff every year. You know, now they still have the potential to make the college football playoff depending on how the SEC championship goes. And I think that if there's a two-loss Pac-12 champion, that Alabama will make it over them because the committee likes the one-loss teams making the playoff. And if you have two losses, you got a very, very, very slim chance of making the college football playoff. So there's still a little bit of hope, I guess, for Alabama. Now I, I believe Alabama's the, one of the the in one of the top four best teams in the country. I just don't. I'm just not exactly positive how it'll play out for them. Number six team coming in is Oregon. Oregon they had a uh, a loss, a respectable loss to Auburn at the very end of the year. You know, uh, Oregon they went and then they. Later on in the season, traveled to Washington and, and pulled out a win against a ranked Washington team. So that's – and then, you know, they're, they've they won every other game that they played in the Pac-12 uh, with ease for the most part. You know, their offense, their offense is very well, very good. Justin Herbert is a very good quarterback. So their defense is just kind of the only thing that worries me about them as a team – as a whole team, you know, I, I think that they, if they get the opportunity to make the playoff, I, I don't know how much faith I would put in Oregon. Number seven team in the country is Utah. Utah's lost one game as well. That loss was to USC. That loss to Utah really hurt Utah. I feel like they would be ranked higher if they wouldn't have lost to USC. So this is going to sound really crazy, but I believe that Oregon and Utah both need both need to help each other out, and both are kind of depending on each other in a way. Um, because, like I said, because if you can have a, a one loss team, Pac twelve champion, come out of the Pac twelve, I think they have a very good chance at making <clears throat> the college football playoff. So 
The number eight team that come coming up is Minnesota. Now, Minnesota is undefeated. They had the biggest jump in the polls. They jumped nine spots. Uh, their, their win against Penn State this past Saturday at home really, I think, solidified their legitimacy in the Big Ten. I think it, I think it just kind of went to show that, hey, you know, we might get overlooked because we, we haven't really played anybody. But, you know, we're legit. We're a team to be reckoned with in the Big Ten. And, you know, we can compete with anybody in this conference. So we'll get to see again if they're legitimate when they play number 20-ranked Iowa this Saturday. Number nine team coming in is Penn State. Uh, Penn State fell so low mainly because of the loss. Well, actually, it is because of the loss to Minnesota. You know, I feel that if this game would have been played in Happy Valley, Penn State would have won this game. But I think that the fact that Penn State never led in the game I think the fact that Minnesota took control of the game early and kept control the whole time dropped Penn State as low as they did. The number 10 team in the country is Oklahoma. Oklahoma dropped one spot from last week. They were number 9, now they're number 10. And the biggest reason I feel like that they dropped one spot is because of the performance against Iowa State that they had Saturday. They beat Iowa State. But they beat them by a very slim margin, they, and it was at home. You know, I think that I don't think there's a good chance that the Big Twelve makes the playoff at all. But if there were a team to make it, it would be Oklahoma. But for that to happen, Oklahoma would have to dominate against every team that they played. They have a good win against Texas, uh, and you know, and and we'll see this Saturday night when they travel to Waco to play Baylor. So that just kind of rounds out the top ten. And then there were there were two teams that kind of stood out to me that I want to talk a little bit about, and that's Baylor and Appalachian State. So Baylor is ranked number 13. Baylor's undefeated. They're one of the few undefeated teams left. And, you know, the reason that I feel that they're so low is because they haven't really necessarily been shown enough to the committee that they deserve to be higher ranked. They're a solid team. Uh, they really are. Um, you know, from from where they can't, first started with their new head coach to where a couple years ago to where they're at now, they've shown some great improvement. Uh, you know, but it's the oh, they've had wins in overtime and in double overtime. So I, I think that it's just the fact of the committee not seeing enough from them yet to rank them higher than what they're ranked, but we'll get to see if they're legit or not this Saturday when they when they play Oklahoma. So that should be a very exciting game. The last team that I want to talk about is Appalachian State. You know, Appalachian State, they're ranked number 25. You know, in, in my opinion, I don't think that they should have ever dropped from the polls. Uh, you know, I understand that they were 20 before their first loss but you know at the same time Appalachian State is a legitimate team you know they're solid on in all three phases of the football on all three on all three phases of the game uh, you know their their wins over North Carolina and South Carolina both on the road I think really proved to other people in Division One that this is a football team that's legit and this football team is solid and this football team is, you know, not something to mess around with. And I personally feel that Appalachian State is the 
best team from the group of five. And I think that they showed that this weekend by beating South Carolina. It wasn't a very offensively exciting game, but they did enough to get the win, and a win is a win. Uh, and so I think that people just hate to admit the fact that Appalachian State is, is, a, is a solid team, and they're a good team. So, uh, you know, I, I understand that Memphis is ranked. I understand Cincinnati's ranked, and I understand Boise State is ranked. You know, Boise State, I watched them play Saturday night, and, you know, if it wouldn't have been for a missed field goal, they could have potentially lost to a Wyoming team at home. So, you know, I, there there's some, there's some, I guess, not really worry, um, but there's just some stuff that I'm just kind of uneasy about with them. You know, Memphis, we saw how how dominant Memphis can be. So, and Cincinnati as well. I think Cincinnati and Memphis are ranked 17 and 18. So, I I think that there's some really good talent in the group of five. In the group of five, so it'll be interesting to see who ends up winning it and getting a New Year's Six bowl. Um, me personally, I feel that it, it it's Appalachian State, but we'll see how it goes down. So, well, that's going to be the end of this podcast. Um, thank you all for listening. I know it wasn't very long, but I hope you all got something out of it. I hope you all enjoyed it, and I will be seeing you all or talking with you all hopefully in the upcoming weeks. Uh, let me know what you all think about this podcast. Um, I will post it, and I look forward to hearing what all you all have to say. Let me know if you have anything you'd like for me to talk about, or if you want to be on it with me sometime, let me know. I'd love to have you. Thank you all for listening. Have a great day.